So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Welcome back to DTFF, folks. Happy Tuesday evening. If you are catching us live, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love having you here. Uh, hopefully the chat is lively this evening, uh, talking all the free agency craziness that's been going on and more to come here. Uh, as we know, free agency officially opens tomorrow, I believe. But that's there's correct. All these Wednesday the 16th is the real yes. hardcore date. But, you yes. know, we've had some a... tampering happening. Yes, yes. Lot, lots of deals in place. Uh, just waiting to dot on the dot on the dotted line. No, no, no. Sign on the dotted line. I know. Dot the I'm lowercase saying. J's. And yes, cross the okay. and dot the lowercase J's. <laughs> nice wearing Wayne's World tuple. It's the only line that I remember from the movie, basically. So I have to use it anytime I can. And it's one of the best. Let's be honest. That scene is just delightful. <laughs> Not <laughs> as if you delightful. Seen... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I say, if you haven't seen it, go go check out that scene. Uh, just pro- you could probably Google specifically Wayne's World two dot the lowercase j's scene, and it'll pop up. It's it's terrific. If you Google Wayne's World 2, that's the only thing that's going to come up. I I almost guarantee it. I don't even think that was an actual movie. The movie was just an advertisement for that quote, is how I like (laughs) to think of it. That's fair. That's fair. It's not a great sequel, but I I appreciate the line anyway. Mm -hmm. But how are you doing this evening, Jake? I'm so tired, Dustin, but I'm going to pull through it. I don't like putting that out there at the start because I feel like it makes, you know, the listeners as sad as I am, maybe. But I'm only doing that so that I can uh, hype myself up. You know, it's like how you have to you have to downplay it a little bit and then over deliver. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. Hey, Mike, thanks for jumping in the chat here, buddy. We love you, too. Friend of the show, Mike Fiala. Thanks, thanks for stopping in. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, we we have a great show this evening. I'm I'm excited to talk free agency only because there's so much of it. I feel like this year, and there's been so many moves and so many things happening already, and there's so much intrigue with um, some big name players. So uh, this this free agency or or off season so far has been terrific as far as the NFL goes. So I'm excited to dig a little bit deeper into that this evening. But before we do any of that sort of thing, um. What do you got for news, Jake? Looks like looks like you put a little news on the show sheet here. Well, you know, I just like to always remind people. We talk every year about free agency, and there's going to be this big kickoff as we're talking. Well, stuff has already started moving. We're talking about this pre-free agency fracas, if I can mm-hmm. use that word, which has already gone underway. And so, yes, there's been a ton of news happening already, most of it very fantasy relevant. And I don't want people to be bummed out when free agency comes and it's not as exciting as what we've already seen, which is a definite possibility Mm -hmm. because there's been so much. I mean, last week we had our our game show, our trivia, so we didn't even talk about really the news of last week, which was already hot and heavy with all the quarterback action. Mm -hmm. But with all of the stuff that has gone down thus far, I was curious, Dustin, I thought we could kick off the show this way. Do you have a favorite move that has already happened pre-free agency as it relates to fantasy? Oh, I, I mean, I think the obvious one is Russell Wilson to Denver. Uh, it, it just the AFC West was already so loaded 
with with uh, talent on all the. I mean, all across the board. Uh, and Denver, you know, while they had a lot of talent on the team as far as wide receivers, the running backs, they have a really solid defense. Like they had all the pieces in place, and they were really just missing the quarterback. And now that they've got the talent himself, Russell Wilson, uh, I just. You know, it, it's really going to shape up to be a really interesting year for the AFC West and see how that division shakes out with with adding that, uh, you know, an elite caliber quarterback to that team. So that that's probably what I'm most excited about so far. Um, and it should be good uh, fantasy wise, too. I mean, it, it's going to impact all the fantasy players on that team. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that that's what I'm going to say. I like that. And, you know, now that Russell is off of the Seahawks, I might finally be able to admit how talented he is. I don't know. I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but I think it's a possibility that I can. Uh, my favorite move, also a big quarterback news, uh, not what we talked about at all or even hinted at last week, but Tom Brady unretiring. I, I, I mean, I hate it because I just hate that he won't go away. But for <laughs> fantasy purposes, it's really the best outcome for Chris Godwin, for Mike Evans, for uh, Russell Gage, who just landed mm-hmm. there. Uh, and really any of his receivers, it's the best possible option. I thought we were going to have to be looking at a Kyle Trask season, second-year quarterback. And, you know, it would have been interesting, but I can't say it would have been great for the receivers. So welcome back only for fantasy, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he'll do Tom Brady things. He'll probably be a top-eight quarterback at worst, uh, probably top five, let's be honest, because that's all he's been doing the last few years. After everybody wrote him off and thought he was donezo with the Patriots, he just says, no, 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 that that was a ruse. I just wanted to get out of there. Everybody yeah. wrote him off but us, right? I mean, we've always been pro Tom Brady. I'm, I'm positive you can't go back into any of our podcasts and find us slandering Tom Brady. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, and I only had him on, on uh, a dynasty roster and traded him about five years ago now because I thought he was done for. So yeah, that worked out real well. Good on me. Boy, we should uh, we should include that in a future drunk trade, but we won't be doing that tonight because we, we have a different one. But before we even get to that, of course, we got to talk about what we're drinking here. I'm going to be drinking a couple of things. Spoiler alert. One, our primary, our beer of the week, mm-hmm. which is Mud Puppy Porter. Uh, which comes to us out of Amherst, Wisconsin. It's Central Waters. I think we've had this on the show already, but I'll be honest. Probably. I, I need to make a trip to the liquor store to refill the beer fridge. It's getting mm-hmm. pretty slim pickings there. But you got to clear out some of these darker beers as we head into spring. You know, That's right. The last refuge of wintertime beers. We, we got to get through these. So, And mm-hmm. I love it. And this is this is one of my more all-time favorite beers. Like, it's just a solid, mm. good beer. It doesn't. It's got a lot of body for a porter, which is typically why I'm not a big porter fan, is they just they taste very thin. Uh, and this this one has a lot of body to it. So I, I really appreciate that. And it's local. So, I, you know, what's not the love? You like that thickness in your porters, don't you? Uh, would mm-hmm. you say this is a top 10 beer for you? Would you put it in that mm-hmm. category? I don't know if it would make top 10. That's a pretty high bar, but it'd be it close. Is. It'd be close. Top 15? I'm big in the top 15 probably. list lately. Okay. There yeah, you go. Probably. All right. Well, on top of the Mud Puppy Porter, the glorious Mud Puppy Porter, I'm going to be paying off a little side bet here. It's not actually going to be one of our existing beer bets that the listeners are familiar with. This is a brand new one from over the weekend because you and I and a couple of buddies, shout out to Brian and Paul, went indoor golfing uh, as for five hours. This was like a full 18-hole tournament thing. 
And I'm bad at golfing. I'm not ashamed to admit that. And as we started getting into it, I was as bad as I thought I would be. So I I needed to self-motivate. And so I came to you and I said, we should do some side action for each hole. You know, whoever bets the other one, the loser basically has to take a shot. And then we would continue double or nothing all the way down the line. I think this started at like hole six, hole seven, somewhere around that. Yeah, yeah, it was on the front nine somewhere. Yeah. And uh, and it worked. I did. I did get a little bit better. Not great, mm-hmm. but a little bit better because, you know, you got that motivation behind you. There was one point, as we talked about pre-show, it looked like I was going to have to pay out about anywhere, you know, eight to 48 shots <laughs> at some point because I just kept doubling down and it wasn't looking good. Eventually, well, that's the only I way you clear the ledger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to clear and the you, you got to keep going double. I mean, that's only way you get back. To you zero. coaxed me into that. I was just going to do one at a time and add on one shot at a time. And you kind of coaxed me into it. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I got to actually shout you out there. But we ended up at the end of the slate. We were at zero into the uh, second to last hole. Then the last hole, you bested me. So I only have to pay out one, which yeah. I'm happy about. That's I'm going to do so. Yeah, I'm going to do so with some Blue Ash Farms uh, honey bourbon local bourbonry distillery nice. whatever you want to call it i'm going to treat myself i i was almost going to do some shoddy tequila and i said no no i'm going to no. i'm going to give myself a little bit something nice so in honor of your golfing skills dustin you are a genius golfer slash i guess fantasy prognosticator too i'll toss it in there because why not All right. any, any chance you get it cheers buddy well, thank you. I appreciate that, even though uh, I am not that great a golfer either. So I don't really feel like I earned this uh, victory, but I will take it. You got it. I mean, you you did exactly what you needed to do, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's important. Unlike, dare I say, what our drunk trader of the week needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get into it. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 of the week. So I put the call out on Twitter here today to see if anybody had some fresh drunk trades to talk about. And there were a couple that were fresh and kind of interesting, but then we got one from a Packer fan abroad. And it's not a recent one, but it is worth talking about here, I think, Dustin. It comes to us from at Packers underscore Sweden, a Swedish Packer fan, uh, a go pack go to you. Um, now, To start this off, I have to put out some context. This trade was so bad that they now have a rule where they have to put a password, a brand new password on their phone before they start heavily drinking for the evening. Oh. So that they won't remember it to be able to make a trade. That's the dire straits we're talking about here. Wow. Now, I don't remember the exact year or time frame, but with the people involved, we have a fairly decent idea. Okay. So it says, uh, years ago, I decided D.D. Westbrook, remember him? Jaguars, mm-hmm. quote unquote, stalwart. D.D. <laughs> Westbrook and a late first round pick was worth more than Amari Cooper. I'm going to put this based on the D.D. Westbrook era as anywhere between three to five years ago. I was saying maybe Amari's out. rookie season when he hadn't quite like broke out yet. I think it might have even been a year or two after that. That's the only bit of relevance I can recall from D.D. Westbrook. Was it around the 2017 time? And Amari Cooper, of course, he's only like 18 years old. He's been in the league forever. He's a mm-hmm. ridiculously young. Um, he, he contends here, Packers, a Swedish Packers fan, says, this was after finishing a bottle of vodka. 
Now, Ooh. I hope sincerely that this was not all done in one sitting and that this was just a, you know, a mostly drunk bottle of vodka that was finished off prior to this. We do not endorse downing an entire bottle of vodka. God, Lord, no. Please don't mm-hmm. do that. But Amari Cooper, I think it's important to talk about now. This is a nice bleed in. He is going to be a Denver Bronco. So I'm just curious. We all know that this trade was bad and obviously mm-hmm. did not work out for this person. But if you could have a late first round pick or Amari Cooper right now with him being the lead receiver on the, not excuse me, not on the Broncos, on the Browns, would you rather have Amari Cooper on the Browns at his age or a late round first pick? We're talking super flex. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the lay of the land here. So let's do it. Uh, um, oh, I, uh, I guess I would take the pick. I just guess you would take. Yeah, I don't like either. I mean, yeah, the pick. Okay. I know I don't sound confident about it because I just I feel like the answer should be Amari Cooper uh, because mm-hmm. he is the lead on on a team, the number one wide receiver. But it is the Browns, and Baker hasn't shown that he supports wide receivers at a high level. So that's why I'm I'm hedging towards the the first. And there's that scheme in Cleveland, which has not been very great. I mean, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham was technically the lead receiver there. It did not make him fantasy relevant whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he changes over to the Rams and almost immediately becomes a valuable fantasy asset. Right. So, And there's been rumblings that Derek Carr could be in the works to Cleveland. Uh, so that would be interesting for me. If Derek Carr goes there, different I know story. it's still the scheme. I know it's still no. the scheme. Uh, but different story. I'd be more interested. Yeah, Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Baker. For fantasy purposes, I have to say. I real life probably too, but especially I think either way. Me. No, I think either way. I, I would take yeah. Derek Carr over over Baker every day of the week. And twice on Sunday, which is when it counts the most because that's football season. They can't play two games on Sunday. You know that, right? That's not allowed. Yeah. They don't let them do that. They try hard enough, they could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, to to the Packers Swede here. I appreciate you contributing to this. I love it. Go Pack Go. But also, really wise decision about the password thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, let it just be a lesson to you. Don't get too wrapped up in the D.D. Westbrooks of the world. This might or might not be a message to Amon Ra St. Brown truthers. I don't know. To be decided, I suppose. But do we want mm-hmm. to uh, to get into the, the full episode here? The meat? Yeah, let's get into it. So... You know, Jake, I should have asked you this before we got on the air here because you made this nice little chart here. I sure did. And and what's the uh, when you have the positions in 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 the the highlighted black column here? Oh, sure. It says QB slash LS. What what's LS? You didn't bring your decoder ring for tonight's episode, which is first of all real big bummer uh, because I I spent a lot of time creating that. And I can crafting it. So, yeah, all the extra flourishes and the glitter, that, that ain't cheap. Uh, but the, the bits in black there that you see, LS is landing spots. So okay. we have a list of the free agents who have either signed, which for you, Dustin, are those green guys. Well, and that I picked have up on the, already. <laughs> we have the unsigned. But then I thought it'd be nice to explore some of these potential landing spots for the ones who have not signed yet. Uh, some of these may be relevant. Some of them may not. For example, the New York Giants just had to get taken off 
spoiler alert because of news that broke right before we hopped on here. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think what we should do here is talk about, of course, the free agents that are now off the market and what that impact can look like. But then we've got this big, nice list still of guys that are hanging out there. And where do we think that they could go, should go, would have the most fantasy value? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So let's start with the quarterback, since that is the money position of the NFL and of fantasy, let's be honest. So uh, first one is Mitchell Trubisky coming back, uh, signed with Pittsburgh. It's interesting. contract for Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. I didn't see that coming. No. It'll be interesting to see if they sign someone else. Um, or bring in a maybe a draft a rookie this year, and Mitch is kind of the the bridge guy. But it'll be interesting to see what he learned uh, under that offense uh, with Josh Allen and uh, Dable over there, because uh, we saw the the strides that Allen took over the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see if if Trubisky takes similar steps and he learned you know what he learned while sitting on the bench for those couple of years. And let's be honest, Pittsburgh is a much better organization than what the Bears are at any point so i feel like he's going to have better support there and he's got obviously better weapons they got a run game their defense is solid it's not like he's going to have to win games like he was doing in chicago so i kind of like it i i think it could be a sneaky good signing for them you bring up a really good point about the bears the only really good year that mitch trubisky had for fantasy at least with chicago is when they had that dynamite defense and Mm -hmm. he wasn't being asked to do a ton if you ask him to do too much, it's it's a it's a failing on your team if, if you're putting him in that position. But the Steelers don't need to. We saw what the Steelers did with, you know, half of an arm, basically, mm-hmm. for Ben Roethlisberger the last couple of seasons that he actually played. And it was respectable enough for the fantasy assets, at least. Mm-hmm. So I am curious. I think it's it's better for, you know, Najee Harris to have somebody who, A, is a little bit more mobile than Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger back there. And can at least test the defenses that way. But two, I'm curious how you feel about guys like Deontay Johnson, who were target hogs, right? He was a target hog, even with Ben throwing the short, nothing passes. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster, we might talk about here a little bit later. He's technically probably still open to going back to the Steelers. But let's say Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, any of these guys interest you now with Trubisky there or are you afraid of them um I'm I'm the same as I was before the signing I mean Deontay Johnson's gonna get his like you said he's a target hog that's not gonna change uh Chase he'll get his you know he's the second wide receiver on that team Najee he's gonna get his receiving work uh Friermuth you know he's gonna get his you know uh, I, I, nothing really changes if anything um, it doesn't drop them at all because I probably would have dropped them slightly had Mason Rudolph been going into the season as the starting quarterback. So if anything, it, it, it keeps them where they were at. Yeah, I, I respect that. I think that if you look to Allen Robinson and his time with Mitch Trubisky, short-lived as it was there, um, it, it gives you hope, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Like, I'd rather him than, like you said, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, you know, the two guys that were actually on their Duck Hodges, God forbid. Like, I'd much rather have Trubisky. I don't think that's saying a lot. I'm still, I'm still cautious about a guy like Deontay Johnson getting what volume he did last year. Cause I don't know if this might be the best receiving core Mitch Trubisky has had. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that fair to say? And so he might not hyper target one guy. 
maybe not, but that also could just be a function of their offense where Deontay Johnson, I mean, he just gets open and he is that guy that that just naturally gets targets. I mean, I don't know. But like I said, it doesn't really change anything That's for right. me. That's fair. All right. And hey, then before Teddy we move on to the next guy, oh, more, can I, well, I just want to say no. <laughs> we're going through the, the strict free agent list here mm-hmm. and people might be wondering, why aren't you talking more about Russell Wilson? Why aren't you talking about Carson Wentz? Because they weren't free agents. They were traded. We know that it's good and exciting news. And at the end of this, we can go ahead and go through some of those big trades too. But I, yeah. I just wanted to let people know why mm-hmm. this list might not look as grandiose or sound as grandiose. Yes, good point, Jake. So the next two quarterback signings, and we can just touch on briefly. Uh, neither of them are are starting quarterbacks. They're they're going to be brought in as backups for their respective teams. And that is Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater signed with Miami, and then Tyrod Taylor uh, going to sign with the Giants, as reported right before we went on here. Again, I think Tyrod could start a moves. few games. I think he could start a few games. Maybe. I don't know. Throw we'll a fourth see. round pick out in your in your super flex league for him if somebody was is willing to give him up. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, the rest of our quarterbacks we got Jameis uh, and, and his partner in the draft, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, and Ryan Fitzpatrick are really the notable names still out there. I think we've talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick enough, where he could be brought in just just as a uh, to be able to tutor a young quarterback on a team, not necessarily going to be brought in for any sort of starting position although the other three uh cam i think he's probably done he'll probably get brought in on a team just to get signed as as a backup but i don't think he gets that shot to be a, a starter any longer mm-hmm. and then with Jameis and Mariota, I and mean, Jameis, he's he's got the injury so he's not going to be ready to start the season even uh i'm sure he'll get signed somewhere Obviously, I think, you know, coming back to the Saints would be the best for him at this point. And Mariota, I don't know. We haven't really seen him play at all over the last few seasons since he left the Titans. So I don't know what kind of market he's going to have out there. And I don't know. What are are your thoughts on those two, at least, Jake? Real quick for Cam, the only thing I wanted to mention was it's it's such a desperate market out there right now. I mean, you some of these signings, look at, I mean, Mitch Trubisky for two years as the starter. Not that he's getting massive money, but he's getting mm-hmm. money. There, there are some big needs out there, and a few of the clubs that might be looking for guys. Of course, the big cloud hanging over all of this is Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That The legal issues, it is what it is. As of right now, there's a lot of very interested teams that are willing to deal with whatever might come from the civil lawsuit, so... Somebody's going to get him, and it's a bidding war for him, but there's a lot of teams. And whoever doesn't get him is going to be looking at these three names, Cam included, and probably wanting a taste. You know, we've got the Panthers, who Cam was with already this last year, kind of spot started. He's open to going back to them, even in a backup role. We've got the Lions with Jared Goff, who might be looking to just add somebody. Houston, I don't know. I mean, Davis Mills, I like Davis Mills. I think they'd be wise to just stick Mm -hmm. with Davis Mills, but you never know with them. Uh, of course, the Colts now that they've moved on from Carson Wentz have this big opening. The Saints, as you mentioned, great for Jameis. Um, the Eagles, I thought. That's who I wanted to talk about for Cam. Look, Jalen Hurts, uh, he's very divisive for people about whether he is a long-term starter, whether he's their best option even for this year. Mm-hmm. I think he is. But if you have questions, wouldn't a guy like Cam Newton be the best backup in that scheme if you're going to just 
structure the offense around a guy like Jalen Hurts. Right. Cam Newton doesn't have that zip anymore, but he is an older version of that and could handle that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, him or maybe Mariota. I mean, Mariota's got that scrambling ability. Uh, maybe not quite what we thought it was when he was coming out of college, but he does have that scramble ability, and he's, I feel like, a similarish play style to what Hurts has. So that could be another interesting landing spot as well. True. And then the big one here, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Unless you believe that Drew Locke is the incumbent starter there for this year in that trade with Russell Wilson, he got sent back along with Noah Fant. I don't think that's the case. So let me flip it around to you then. I think Seattle is the big domino for this. If they okay. don't, I don't know. I haven't even heard that they're tied to Deshaun Watson. I think it's a lot of these other teams that are tied to mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. But Jameis Winston in Seattle, does that get your blood a pumping? Um. A little bit. I mean, I, li- I, I I like that arm to go with DK and Lockett as the deep threats. I right. I, I mean, that would be nice. Uh, and assuming that he um, you know, has cleaned up some of his interception accuracy issues, that uh, he could actually hit those. But yeah, I mean, th- that would be nice. I'm curious because out of all these guys, he to me fits that better than anybody mm-hmm. else like get Jameis there because otherwise I don't know what your answer is going to be fantasy wise this year like mm-hmm. Drew Locke DK Metcalf I think is going to be fine no matter what in Seattle with whatever right. quarterback is there I, I really do Tyler Lockett of course assuming that he's on the team and he doesn't get traded if they are in full rebuild I think would benefit the most from Jameis Winston um are any of these guys Jameis Marcus Cam are they worth more than a second round pick in Dynasty right now for you? Are you trying to get ahead of the news and ship at least a second off for any of them? Um, I would be interested because, like you said, if they land, if any of those land as a starter, I mean, instantly you could turn around and trade them for a first plus, you know, in the Superflex League especially. So, yeah, I think a second, I mean, if you could pull it off, I think would be great. Yeah, because I think this is just my philosophy. I don't know. This draft doesn't seem that great. I'm sure it will be, and I'm sure that there will be rookie studs in the second round that you can draft i don't feel comfortable enough in my scouting ability (laughs) to be able to find those guys in the second round at least right now so i'd rather ship off a second round draft pick like you said for a guy like this they get signed either you have a starter or you can trade him for much more Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and then just um one more quick word here on deshaun watson and then we can move on to the running backs uh it has come out that atlanta has interest in trading for him uh, so they could be a, a sleeper candidate uh, with sending over some picks and, and Matt Ryan back to Houston. So uh, oh, keep an Matt eye Ryan. on that. <laughs> if he has to go to Houston. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the running backs here. So uh, we've had a handful of signings here. We got James Conner re-signed with Arizona, which I think we'll both agree is probably the best case scenario for him. I think we brought that up earlier uh, when we were kind of doing our review sessions here, that that's where ideally we would like him. Uh, Chase Edmonds signed with Miami for two years. Now that's an interesting one. Does this preclude Miami from drafting a running back this year, like an early running back or. I don't think it takes him. I don't think it takes him out of the running for that. I think that um, Chase Edmonds is. I tweeted something about this earlier in the week. He is basically their Lamar Miller or Kenyon Drake, if you don't believe in his talent as much as Lamar Miller. But he is the guy who they need for minimal usage and a lot of targets, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, for his fantasy value, that's still work. really good. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, I think people forget how valuable Lamar Miller was there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Same with Kendrick Drake. He had like a top 15 year with Miami because of how they use them. So mm-hmm. for Chase, that's great. But I don't think that takes them out of the running. If they don't believe in Miles Gaskin, which I don't personally, so no, I can I mean, see them still drafting somebody. Yeah, and I, I mean, that was kind of what I was going to bring up is like their running backs have not been a bastion of health. And they've kind of just tried to piecemeal it together with, as you said, Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, um, uh, Ahmad, was it Seven? Oh, Salvin Ahmed. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with names. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they they they've tried to to get some some lower level guys, not to knock on uh, NFL talent, but let's be honest, they're not. They're not the Zeeks of the world there, lighting the world on fire. So bringing him in as someone that has a proven track record of doing well when given opportunity, I think is a good move for them. So, uh, But it'll be interesting to see if they bring in like a, just a first and second down type thumper in the draft, spend maybe like a third round pick, second or third round pick on one. Mm. And that, so that'll be interesting. But I do like that move for Miami. Uh how he falls in our rankings come, you know, the off season further in the off season here really depends on what happens with the draft. One bit for Edmonds real quick. If you're going to trade for him in dynasty, I would wait until that draft happens. And I believe that they take somebody else. So his value depresses a little mm-hmm. bit, but his role I think should be basically the same no matter what. So wait yep. to get the discount. Yep. And then J.D. McKissick signing with Buffalo. This is an interesting one uh, for two reasons. One, for Antonio Gibson, that opens up the whole passing work for him. Again, assuming that they're not going to be drafting someone to take that role or signing another running back, uh, take that away from him. So I think instantly, uh, if you have Antonio Gibson uh, and you're not a 100% believer in him, this would be the perfect opportunity to sell high on him and and get out while you can if 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 like i said if you're not a believer in him uh if you're a believer i mean this only reinforces your your belief that he's going to be the guy and get get the bulk of the work i land somewhere in between i'm going to be honest like part of me's like yeah he's been dinged up and a little injured you know they haven't thrown him the ball for whatever reason so but i mean we've seen the talent and it's there so um just a little point there and then jake maybe you can expound on this more for us here how do you see this flushing out now in Buffalo? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> in Buffalo. I mean, I I dabbled with the idea of going after a guy last year in Buffalo's backfield with that guy being Zach Moss, and that did not bear any fruit. I don't expect it to get much clearer this year. It's still, it doesn't matter who you believe in. Devin Singletary came on at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and I was actually moderately excited for Singletary if they didn't make any of this type of move in free agency, or pre-free agency, because of that. And I was, of course, still writing Zach Moss off and thinking, maybe Singletary will be the guy. No, I don't think that that's going to be the case here. I think that we are doomed to a Patriot-style backfield in Buffalo mm-hmm. for the time being. And even though McKissick should be the quote-unquote target hog, Josh Allen isn't Philip Rivers. He's not dumping off to him enough to justify really believing in him that much, I don't think. So, yeah, I'm kind of just out in Buffalo. But with mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, just real quick, like yeah. you mentioned it, the receiving work, it's what we've wanted since he came into the draft. It's what he was a receiver in college. I do actually think then cutting J.D. McKissick or moving on from J.D. McKissick, I guess, does show a little bit of faith in him. 
just because mm-hmm. you don't, I don't think they have anybody that you can just say, well, bring them in here. They're guaranteed to be just as good of a pass blocker and or pass catcher. So maybe Gibson is taking that step. Right. And then the last one of any sort of note right now, which isn't much, is uh, Donta Foreman signed with Carolina. He'll be the backup to McCaffrey. And basically that just means your Chuba Hubbard shares are now garbage. So, But if they sorry. trade McCaffrey, though, Dustin, then what? Then that would be interesting. And then I would be a little <laughs> bit more interested. But uh, as it stands right now, no, uh, just a depth move. And then any of the free agents we have listed here, Jake, on our sheet, any of those have any interest for you? It's huge now. The big name on this, well, I mean, there's two, but for me, the biggest name is Leonard Fournette now that Tom Brady has come back out of retirement. Because now, how committed are you to keeping the same mm-hmm. most or keeping the team mostly the same? Obviously, without Antonio Brown. Uh, but other than that, how dedicated are you to running it back? I think it makes it a lot more reasonable that Fournette does come back, and mm-hmm. that's the best spot for his value. There's no chance any other team gets him the same level of value, in my opinion. So now, probably too late to trade for him, but I'm really interested in Fournette. Uh, Gordon, of course, Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin guy, had a chance to reunite with Russell Wilson. I hear he's actually uh, a big part of the draw and convinced Russell to go to Denver. But I don't know the likelihood of him sticking around now because they've been throwing out some money. And Mm -hmm. I don't think they have enough to pay Melvin. So he's the top of my list outside of Fournette. Right. I I do think they end up working something out in Denver, unless he really wants to try to get paid one more time and get like one more like two year decent size contract. But I think the best for him and for the team would be for him to return to Denver, uh, even if it's a shared workload. They were, you know, we talked about this uh, last week uh, on our trivia show that they're both super effective last season why would that change like he's still a quality running back if not at the elite level he was when he first came out he's still a quality running back so i I think that would be the best fit for everybody involved um, even though it would suck for the javante stands i was gonna say man do you know what you're saying out loud right now do you know how many pitchforks and torches are about to come to your doorstep because javante williams fans just need him to be the only game in town I know, but that's just not going to happen. Like the, the bell cow running back is, is a dying breed right now. And I, I just, especially with that extra game now in the season, like you gotta, you gotta think about that, especially if you're a contending team like Denver is, you don't want to wear out your stud running back before the playoffs start. Like that's just not something you need to happen. So there's, hey, they've got Mike of- Boone there, Dustin. They're fine. Okay. They got Mike Boone backing them up. The glorified fullback. Uh, hey, enough. one guy I was really curious about to hear what you had to say, because I have a lot of thoughts about this player, a mm-hmm. lot of thoughts about him. Um, one, because my co-host on another show is obsessed with him. But two, because Seattle's a really interesting team right now. So mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, if they're in rebuild mode, what's the use for keeping and repaying Shad, Rashad Penny? Do you think he I, stays? I think so. Um, only because he has that injury history. Uh, when they've been fairly significant injuries and yes, he flashed last year for the last handful of games of the season. Um, I just don't know that any team, you know, as a fourth year breakout, uh, would want to invest, uh, heavy money into a running back that you've only seen happen for a few games. Uh, Do you not remember Mike Davis, Dustin, from last year getting a contract with Atlanta? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it could happen. I just, 
I just think with the the scheme they have, they could probably get a discount on him. He's not going to be commanding, I don't think, that top-level running back reagent bag. So I think he could come back at a pretty reasonable uh, price tag for him. Yeah, and at that point, then you have to wonder what happens with Chris Carson. If they, do. I mean, we don't even know because Chris Carson has so many yeah. injuries too of his own. <laughs> That's a real. It's such a muddy situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was really curious about him. Do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts about anybody else here on this list? One quick note: Tariq Cohen got cut by the Bears. I know, mm-hmm. basically a friend of the show at this point. We loved him off and on yes. for so so many times. Yeah, hopefully he gets healthy and and can play again this season. That that was sad to see. Uh, but as far as these other running backs, I mean, there's nothing really exciting on here. Uh, most most of them will be either second or third stringers uh, in a timeshare. Patterson. Huh? Yeah. What about him? Yeah. I hope he goes back to Atlanta. That's my only hope. Again, probably the best fit for him since he was so well used there and and did really well for most of the fantasy season. But yeah, the rest of them are just like eh, eh. Yeah, Doesn't real quick rundown of them just so people can hear their names that I even thought might have relevance. Raheem Mostert, David Johnson, the aforementioned Tariq Cohen, Sony Michelle, and Ronald Jones. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not great. No, no, not great, Bob. All right, wide receivers. So the wide receivers that have signed so far, Jacksonville getting busy signing two wide receivers. Christian Kirk got the bag. That boy yeah. got paid. And then they also signed Zay Jones for three years. So obviously they knew they needed to address the wide receiver position there. Um, What do you think this does for the other receivers there as far as like DJ Chark or um, LaVisca Chenault? Well, uh, thank you for asking this question because DJ Chark is also out of there. He actually has signed with Detroit for a one year proven How about that? So they cut a little bit of fat off that roster. He had injuries, and so this is clearly just his best path to get a future paycheck, Mm -hmm. basically. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, let's slum it in Detroit, see how good I can do, and then maybe get paid next offseason. So it cuts out a little bit. I also heard that, who knows with Twitter rumors, but they're maybe shopping LaVisca Chenault to Mm -hmm. other interested teams. And so, first of all, rare that you would get that kind of a trade for a high impact rookie or who's supposed to be a right high impact rookie on his rookie deal i should say mm-hmm. so kind of weird but marvin jones is kind of the threat to zay jones right now because he was their deep threat guy uh so that's interesting i, I don't know i mean <laughs> i don't know what to make of this christian kirk I think he's a very capable wide receiver, but I think as the slash signing, he's the guy that people get too excited about. Right. Because look at all the money he got. He was the first notable name Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. And I think it's a mistake for people to be too happy about it. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think he's like a solid number two on a wide receiver core on a team. He's not that alpha number one that you need. So maybe Jacksonville, you know, in the first round here, will go out and draft an alpha wide receiver. I mean, this class is pretty loaded with them, uh, supposedly. So maybe that's what happens. And then Kirk plays the two role. And then say Jones is the deep guy, you know, going deep. And then Trevor Lawrence profit. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I do like it for Trevor. I mean, I do like these moves that they're doing mm-hmm. something 
for Trevor Lawrence. And Zay Jones, I know we like to kind of shit on it, or I do kind of, because he disappeared for the longest time. And then, like, he was, the, his only relevance was that gif of him getting up off of the ground without using his hands. You ever seen that one? <laughs> Dustin, mm-hmm. where he just, like, does that knee move, and it's very mm-hmm. cool. It's like an 80s breakdancer move, and it's pretty sweet. But that was, like, his biggest relevance for a while. And Derek Carr actually did do stuff with him last year. Mm-hmm. So I think it is good for the uh, the rookie, now sophomore, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, as you said, DJ Chark signs with Detroit. I like that move. Uh, again, they needed help with their wide receiver core there in Detroit. Um, but yeah, I like that. Hopefully it rehabilitates his, uh, value a little bit and, uh, you'll be able to sell him for more than a ham sandwich at this point because that's about all you're going to get for him. Agreed. And then, which is more than you could get for Cedric Wilson. If we're yes. being yeah. <laughs> and he signed with Miami. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. He had his flashes with Dallas, but it just, Again, it's more because other people were out rather than him being the guy. So, I mean, it's more of a depth move for Miami. I mean, they've got Waddle. They've still got Parker. They needed that kind of third wide receiver. So, um, yeah, more of a depth move. Uh, he can maybe be that field stretcher for him. And then Russell Gage, um, is signing with the Bucks. Um, so taking, uh, Antonio Brown's place, RIP to Tyler Johnson and, company there that we all had hopes for yeah uh, at least for this season they really don't like them we've everybody in the community in the fantasy community has been hyping these guys up all of these mm-hmm. guys who are just waiting it's it's always an opportunity just wait until they get rid of x player and x player and x player then they'll really take off it's like well apparently not because they're nope. just going to keep filling that gap yeah so that's unfortunate and then the other one of note, it's not really a signing, but uh, Devontae Adams was given the franchise tag, uh, although it has come out to say that he will not play on the tag. So either it's that means ball. that, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. Stay tuned. And then the rest of the wide receivers, we've got Allen Robinson, Juju, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, and A.J. Green are kind of the notable names here. Uh, I know we talked about Juju a little bit already. Uh, we talked about Allen Robinson kind of ad nauseum uh, over the last half of the season here and then early in this uh, off season about how he looks like he had kind of given up. Uh, but what about some of these other names? Look, I know it's a Homer thing to talk about Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I understand that. I- I've seen him linked, linked loosely to a couple of teams, one of them being the Colts. If that happens, fine. I guess we don't know what their quarterback situation is, so it's a little hard to diagnose a move like that right now. The one that I would be most interested in happening is actually him going to the Raiders, and it makes the most sense to me for him to go to the Raiders. We talked about Zay Jones and how Derek Carr actually kind of made him a little relevant last year. Mm-hmm. MBS would get relevance going with it. Derek Carr is a really good deep ball thrower. I don't think people like to give him that credit, but he is. He's really accurate. When he throws, and the guy who is on the receiving end, if his name is not Deshaun Jackson, always does pretty damn well. So I think that's the best landing spot for both his value and for Derek Carr's sake. Supposing that Derek Carr stays in uh, Vegas again, as we alluded to, he might go to Cleveland. Those rumors are true, but I really like that. The one that I'm most interested about, I know we already talked about Juju, but like if he doesn't go back to the Steelers, it feels like so many teams would be stupid to not pay for Juju Smith-Schuster. Remember that? It wasn't just a year, but that big year across from Antonio Brown, 
was mind-boggling. And he's had good years since then. And it just seems like he's a perfect fit for so many wide receiver needy teams. Mm-hmm. Is there one team that you would like to see him go to? Oh, I mean, the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Selfishly. Yeah. I mean, just, just selfishly, I, I mean, we could use another wide receiver opposite of Devante. Uh, I'm not sure we know, got the ducats for that, but it would no, be glorious. No, I mean, it'd yeah. be interesting, um, depending on what the QB situation is in Indy, uh, they could use someone uh, opposite of Pittman, which I think Juju would be a good fit there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Casey, assuming they could afford him, I mean, opposite of Tyreek. Uh, since I'm sure Sammy Watkins isn't coming back and um, Nico Hardman hasn't worked out. It's like they could have an know? actual wide receiver yeah. two on the team. Yeah. So I kind mean, yeah, there's a there, situation there. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there's multiple teams that I think were he to sign with them, you know, it would be a good fit. Okay. Here's a bold move, Dustin. Let, let's, let's think about this. What if basically mm-hmm. every player that we have as a pending free agent for wide receiver right now on this list, just ship them all to Atlanta because they need everybody in Atlanta right now. This is they true. They have no receivers. Obviously, Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the entirety mm-hmm. of the 2022 season. We just talked about Russell Gage, who was the next man up being shipped yep. off to the Bucks there. They now have Olamidi Zacchaeus. I'm pretty sure I said that right. As their number one receiver in Atlanta right now, if you don't count Kyle Pitts, who is the true number one receiver there. Uh, That's correct. Like, is can anybody go? I mean, that just seems like the new Lions. Like, the Falcons are the new Lions, I guess. Nobody wants to go there, and whoever goes there is probably not going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, their defense is terrible, and... You know, Matt Ryan's got that bloated contract right now. Uh, he's reaching the end of his career. I know he's probably got a few years left at least, but I mean, he is getting up there. Uh, he hasn't played especially well over the last couple seasons, like not from what we're used to seeing out of him. So right. maybe he's on the decline already. So yeah, what's, what's the like about going there? Honestly, their offensive line isn't great. I mean, they, they've got holes just everywhere right now. And they're and, not, and a not a good cap. Yeah, and they're not in a good cap situation either. Right. So they can't pay the old guys who just mm-hmm. want their last contract. Even if T.Y. Hilton and A.J. Green were willing to take discounts, like, A, you're not contending. Why would you even sign those guys? And then right. the young guys who are at least wanting some sort of contract, they can't even afford to pay them. Basically, you're looking at maybe Will Fuller on this list who is coming off that stupid finger injury and probably doesn't Mm -hmm. have a real market at this point. Mm -hmm. But even then, why? So that's really going to be gross to watch as this progresses. Yeah. Thank God I am not a Falcons fan. And I am, I apologize to all the Falcon fans that are fans of our show. Uh, It would just be really tough right now to, uh, to be associated with that team. I'm sorry. Shout out, shout out to Lawrence Jackson. I'm, I'm sorry that you have to deal Mm -hmm. with this right now. That's right. Okay, any other wide receivers you want to talk about here before we finish up with the tight ends? One quick one, Odell Beckham Jr., who did great with the Rams, as we talked about. He, he That ACL injury at the end of the season basically guarantees he's not going to see the field until November-ish mm-hmm. for this season. So just a quick word of advice to Robert Woods truthers or non-truthers. You should start believing in that because he's going to be healthy for the start of mini camps. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's going to be great, even if the Rams do re-sign Odell, which it sounds yep. like they're interested in. 
uh, I don't think that should deter you away from a guy like Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah, especially for that first half of the season. Uh, maybe that's one of those opportunities. He comes back, he plays really well to start the season, and you sell him high as an aging asset to a contending team uh, and maybe get a little uh, get younger or get picks back for him. For sure. All right, let's finish this off tight ends. So we've got a few signings. Uh, Zach Ertz re-signed with Arizona. I think that was probably best case scenario. He fit in very well there last year um, after he was traded. So I do like that move. Uh, Evan Ingram signs with Jacksonville, which makes sense. They needed a tight end there. Uh, granted, he hasn't really done much uh, except for his rookie season, but maybe a change of scenery is really what he needs. You know, I, think that, it that, is. I mean, that Giants uh, um, organization has kind of been defunct the last handful of seasons here, multiple coaching changes, GM changes, you know, things have basically fallen apart since Eli left. So, I mean, um, you know, change of scenery, you're getting with a, which should be a quarterback upgrade uh, and they're kind of upgrading the entire offense. Um, So, so maybe, you know, that's all he needs is go to sunny Florida and uh, not saying he's going to be that, that top five asset that we were all hoping for, uh, you know, three, four years ago, but he, he could have a resurgence this season, I think. Hey, Dan Arnold thrived for like the five games he got to play in Jacksonville last year. And he was a top 10 guy during that time pretty easily. So why mm-hmm. not Evan? You know, I would have preferred a different landing spot for him. But, you know, you're right. He just needed to get out of New York. And so I'm kind of reluctantly back in on him. Mm hmm. And then the last one, uh, CJ Uzama signs with the Jets. Um, I guess he kind of saw the writing on the wall with uh, Cincinnati there that he wasn't going to be a focal point of the offense with those three young stud wide receivers there. So uh, he's moving on to a place that maybe gives him a little bit more opportunity. And I can't blame a guy for wanting to go out and get paid either. Uh, for sure. So uh, and, and the Jets were in need of a tight end. They really didn't have anyone. So I, I get the move for them. Uh, when healthy Uzama has shown flashes of being a very solid, very capable tight end. He moves into a better streaming position for me because mm-hmm. of the lack of options on Correct. the chart. Correct. And then the other tight ends that are hanging out there, we've got Gronk, Blake Jarwin, Big Bob, Robert Tanyan, O.J. Howard, Hayden Hurst, and Jared Cook. It's not great. I, no, it's not great. <laughs> I do think um, eventually uh, Austin Hooper will be added to this list. I do feel like he's going to end up mm-hmm. getting cut here uh, before the before uh, the offseason really gets going here, uh, just with that re-signing of Njoku. So that's something to watch, too. But yeah, the rest of these, I mean, Gronk, I would expect to re-sign with Tampa Bay now that Tom's back. I think we could all guarantee that. Will he be in your top 10? He has to be now. I've been burned too many <laughs> times before. I won't be burned an 18th time. It, it is really Tampa Bay or bust for him, though. Mm-hmm. If he yep. somehow, I can't even see him hanging it up while Tom's trying to do it. So I think you're right. Yeah. That's pretty much locked. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that was probably he was waiting to make sure that Tom comes back or not. Like he's fully retired. I'm sure those two were chatting the entire time. And Tom's like, well, yeah, I said I'm retired, but, you know. These uh, fucking kids are getting on my nerves, so just, yeah. you know, wait a couple of weeks and all. Yeah, I'll I've been home for a month, and they're already driving me crazy. I gotta make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the crust cut off? What kind of a life is this? It's not peanut butter. It's gonna be, like, sun butter. It's not even gonna be real peanuts. It's gonna be <laughs> It's gonna be fake peanut butter. Uh, what the fuck is sun butter? It's made from oh. sunflower seeds. It, it's a, is it's that a, real? No, it's a real thing. 
Oh my god, I had no idea. It's a, it's a, it's a nut free alternative. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, you know this, of course, with all of yeah. the nut allergies out there yeah. and working in the school food industry. Yes. Is yes. this the go to substitute then for people? It peanuts? is. It is. Huh. I mean, it's not terrific, but I've had worse things. So, uh, well, not that, that that's really setting a high bar, I know. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's probably going to be some, some, you know, nut butter alternative with like a kale jam or something and it, and it won't even be on bread it'll probably be on uh uh like a, a kale freaking, chips yeah kale chips it'll be a kale chip sandwich <laughs> it's gonna hold on a second it's gonna be sunflower butter with kale jam on kale chips well maybe it'll be maybe it'll be like a beet jam how about that like a beet Ooh, jam yeah Oh, um, Dwight Schrute would be so proud. So you get that color contrast. You get the peanut butter yeah. and the it's, it'll look like jelly. That's um, the yeah, with kale chips. You nailed it. All the TB, <laughs> all the TB12 diet. Um, anyway, back on track here. Uh, any of the other tight ends, any interest whatsoever if they were to sign with the right team? I mean, I there's have... a handful of teams that could use a tight end, but yeah. I don't have a real like itch for any of these guys. I mean, Blake Jarwin, I recall the offseason of 2020, thinking that he was going to be the guy in the Cowboys mm-hmm. offense that would step up. Of course, that wasn't the case. It was Dalton Schultz. And I think uh, wasn't I, he uh, released with an injury designation, too. Yeah, so, and, and that he, makes it a lot still coming back from that injury. So it'll be interesting to see if he's fully recovered or not. If he is, he could be interesting in depending on where he would sign. But it would really depend on the location. The problem with most of the teams that need a tight end right now is that none of these guys step in and become this great fantasy mm-hmm. asset to them. The one exception, hear me out on this, that I could maybe see is if Indianapolis, who right now they brought back Mo Alley Cox. So mm-hmm. good for you, big tall giant, for landing that again. But if they brought in OJ Howard, I'd start to be kind of excited. If OJ Howard got to the Colts, because we know how much they like to use. The mm-hmm. I don't know if excited's the right word. I would be more interested than excited. I think any of these guys, they sign on a team and, and they are like the lead tight end. You know, they might be a good bye week villain streaming option uh, for you. And then that's basically it. Even if OJ Howard were to like sign with Indianapolis, like, you know, he's going to split time with Mo Alley Cox, especially come around the red zone. So it's like, yeah, I don't think any of those guys have that clear cut number one potential, regardless of where they sign. I can't let go of the athleticism. I know it's it's the uh, Kowali warring situation all over again. I can't anybody who has athletic measurables as a tight end. I'm just bought into speaking of the opposite of that, though, the one guy I was just going to throw out here. He's the only one with first round draft capital that could be relevant is Hayden Hurst. Mm -hmm. If Atlanta is moving on from Hayden Hurst, that's true. Sure. Why not? Right. Right. (laughs) He's he's proven that he can be very valuable for Mm -hmm. a team. I feel like he's the most likely from an NFL perspective to latch on to somewhere else. I'm not saying that he was ever a great fantasy asset, of course, in Atlanta. It doesn't mean he, he can't be. Like, if he went to some place like, I don't know, if New Orleans decided to get a real tight end, and he signed with New Orleans, (laughs) you know, I could come around to the idea of a late-round dart throw on Hayden Hurst Mm -hmm. with the Saints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, although I'm a little concerned that, you know, he's still fairly young, but, you know, he's already uh, been on two teams uh, in his young career. 
Um, so if he hasn't, and I know it's like, okay, um, Philadelphia, they drafted Goddard and they had, was it Philadelphia? No, it was Dra- Baltimore. It was so Baltimore. I'm Baltimore sorry, Baltimore. Initially. Yeah. So then they had, you know, they drafted Mark Andrews the same year. Um, and Andrews was kind of the lead guy. And then they got moved over to Atlanta. Well, then they drafted Kyle Pitts. So it's like, if he was that good, you know, he, these other teams wouldn't have had to draft another tight end. So, That's a good I mean, while, while he's he been very serviceable. Yeah, yeah. I like he's been very serviceable. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm not that excited just from that aspect. Like, he, if he hasn't been the guy so far, and like I said, he's pretty young yet. So, like, if he's going to his third team already, that just doesn't necessarily bode well for fantasy production. That's a good point. So this is probably, see, this is why I don't get to talk about tight ends. This is why you should never <laughs> listen to me talk about tight ends. I have weird attachments to players. It doesn't pan out almost ever. <laughs> All right. Well, any other players you want to talk about here, whether it was kind of the trades, you know, over the last mm-hmm. few weeks or any other free agents we didn't touch upon? Anything else you want to say here before we sign off this evening? The one thing I want to say is I want to, uh, uh, acknowledge probably the end of Julio Jones' fantasy career. That's how I wanted to to end this segment because he's not technically a free agent, really, or, or at least what we consider mm-hmm. even relevant at this point, too, if he were to be a free agent. But we had a beer bet, and I'd like to pay off one of my beer bets uh, to wrap right. this thing up. I want to start and end with an ode to you. But nice. Julio Jones, we came into this uh, this past year and I said he'd get at least eight touchdowns. And obviously we know that he did not get at least eight touchdowns. But as my final call, uh, not only as a cheers to you, but as a warning to fantasy football players, remember free agency and great new landing spots or exciting new landing spots does not necessarily equate to fantasy relevance. So as we see these names even pour in more and more, Don't get so wrapped up in the fact that this is either a talented player or a player that needs a fresh change of scenery. And here they are in this great new exciting situation. It doesn't always mean what you think it means. So be cautious as you're making plans to trade for some of these players. But with that said, Dustin, you you are a amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers again. Thank you. That's how I want to end this podcast. I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> like a damn baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that ends it. What do you think? I feel I think good. You're right. I feel good about what we're I talking about I feel amazing today. now. Oh, great. <laughs> so for my partner, Jake Trowbridge, you can find him at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter, doing all of his fun stuff out there. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog, but really find us at Drinking Fantasy. We are open all of this non-point scoring season for any of your dynasty redraft questions, uh, any, anything out there. Even if it's not fantasy football related, we're there for you. We'll answer your questions. Hit us up in our DMs. That's what we're here for. Uh, go out. Give us a rate and review, please, wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps others find us much easier, which we do appreciate. Give a rate and review five stars. You know the whole drill. Just go do it. And then lastly, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do. Uh, We are putting out videos. We can see us when we stream live every single Tuesday. You can see our beautiful made-for-TV faces. 
uh, on YouTube. And that about does it for that end of the show housekeeping stuff. So until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Shut up, shut up.